Well, 13. If you ask my mom, I was a nightmare. <laughs> That was middle school, right? So I think I was starting to get to a point uh, where I was a little bit more mature. But it was that point in your life where you're trying to assert your independence and really find yourself. Yeah. And for for parents, that's really scary, right? Mm Because they want to hold you close and you're like, get away from me! (laughs) So, yeah, I think I was really connected to my friends and friendships. I was very involved in Girl Scouts. That was one of the places where I had the strongest friendships. And I think one of the things that kept me connected to a positive direction in my life, you know, there's lots of stuff that comes in and tries to uh, entice you in different directions. And Girl Scouts helped me stay focused on my potential as a leader and the way that I can make a difference in the world. So did you have any particular like skills or classes that you were really interested? Actually, what's funny is I was really interested in in things that were creative. So art and writing. I've always been drawn to writing as an activity and poetry. And um, I was more of a reader as a young person. I do a lot of reading. (laughs) I do a, a lot of reading for my job now. And so I don't do as much reading for pleasure. Yeah, creative things. So art classes and language classes and writing. Any opportunity to write was something I loved. And did that change at all in high school? I don't think so. What I remember, I guess, about that component of my education is that in high school, we were taught very much to write in a formula. So, you know, you have your intro with your thesis and then explaining Mm -hmm. and maybe like a three paragraph format and then closing paragraph. And I was really focused on that and achieving that in my writing and I remember I'm jumping ahead a little bit here but I remember that just blowing open when I went to college the first paper I wrote in the margins of my paper my professor said yes and but what do you think and what I had what I had done was exactly what I'd been taught which is put information into that structure Mm -hmm. to show that I'd read the material but not to give my own spin on it or express what it had meant to me and to have that invitation to share my own perspective or evaluate or criticize something through the lens of my writing was really amazing and and kind of opened up my world which is really exciting so what were your like who were your role models Mm -hmm. or influences when you were in high school and college oh man that's a good question (laughs) you know I think had you asked my high school self, I probably would have listed a bunch of celebrities. <laughs> yeah. But in reality, it was my teachers, a few in particular. One, you know, I, I, I won't go into the personal details, but my high school journey was a little bit difficult because of some personal family things going on. And my my teachers were such a critical source of strength and support. And again, not to tout it just because it's Girl Scouts, but it's true for me. My Girl Scout troop and that community was really important in my life. So my yeah. troop leader was absolutely a role model. And a few teachers, particularly in high school, one of whom went to the university that I ended up going to, she wrote my recommendation and was just a real source of strength and support and guidance for me. So the teacher you mentioned, mm-hmm. is was she one of the contributing factors for why you chose the college you went to? You know, I think, yeah. So my, my collegiate decision was sort of funny. I ended up taking my, I guess it was the pre-SAT that I took. And after that, you know, you, you send in your tests, score, or they send you back your scores, and then you start getting tons and tons of mail just every 
every college and university starts sending you recruitment material. And my family and I just stuffed it into a paper bag and waited. We're, we're like, we'll deal with that when it's all, when we have time mm-hmm. to pour through all of this and read it all. Um, and one day we just went through the bag and read every brochure and looked at every <laughs> different program available. It helped me sort of dial in on what I wanted from a collegiate experience. I knew that there were really big schools and really small schools. And something that felt important to me was to be in a smaller environment where I really knew my professors and I had a closer knit circle of friends and just was in a smaller community than some of the bigger schools offered. And so that helped me narrow it down. And then Willamette, <laughs> this is gonna sound so funny, they, they met some of my basic criteria about the programs that they offered, but in their brochure, they actually had a statistic about how many baby ducks had been born on campus that year. And there was something about the personality of the school that came through that statistic Mm -hmm. that really spoke to me, that I wanted to be at a place where someone noticed how many baby ducks were born (laughs) on campus, right? That's so sweet. And And not only is it like something that people notice, but then it's also like a, here's something that might want like a recruitment thing. Yeah, and so I think I had been interested in Willamette, and when my teacher found that out, she expressed to me a positive experience that she'd had. What's so funny is that she met her very best friends her first year in a dorm on campus, and the exact same thing happened to me. So there were a few dorms that were all women, and I decided to to apply for one of those, and I met about six girls who are still, to this day, my very best friends. We talk by chat every day. So yeah, her recommendation and her influence I think really helped me know that it was for me. So could you just like in a nutshell and this is giving a head a bit what is your job? Mm. Oh yeah well so highest level is really to tell the Girl Scout story. That's the core purpose of my job is to tell the Girl Scout story and I do that um, together with many many people through a lot of different channels but that's that's the big picture. That can look like maintaining and, and updating our website, making sure that it's aligned with our brand um, values and the look of our brand and making sure that all of the correct information is available for members like you or for people who are interested in becoming. Similarly, our social media channels are help us to provide information, but also kind of like that baby duck story to give people a sense of who we are and help them connect to us and to girls like you and to volunteers like your mom. And then there's a whole public relations side of my job that again, is storytelling. Um, Sometimes it's responsive. Sometimes we have reporters come to us and ask questions that we weren't expecting. And often it is us going out to our media partners and telling them what's happening in Girl Scouting and inviting them to cover the story. What else? Oh. Pretty much anything written in our organization in some way is touched by the communications department here. So whether it's that we provide standards for other staff on how they should write using the Girl Scout brand or actually reviewing publications. So your program guide that you get in your hands that's designed and edited through my department. So how did your college experience shape what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So there were sort of two parts of my college experience. I did my undergraduate at Willamette, and then I also did my Master's of Business Administration at Willamette University too. So my undergraduate, really, I started out thinking I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't really know what that meant. 
so similarly to your whole purpose for doing yeah. this project, I, I said it, but I didn't really know what it meant. And so when people asked me at school, I would say, yes, I, I'm going to be a lawyer. And they would advise me certain classes to take, particularly writing. Lawyers do a ton of writing <laughs> and reading. So an English major is a good place, foundational place to start, which is what I was working on. But once I got sort of to the end of my collegiate experience, I still didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. At, at that point, I was mourning the end of my college journey. I really, really loved it and was sort of directionless and unsure and knew that I needed a job to get money <laughs> to live my life. Uh-huh. And uh, my friends and I moved up to Portland and we were all looking for jobs at the same time. And one of my friends found a job here at Girl Scouts and said, oh, hey, look. And so I ended up applying because I had been a Girl Scout my whole life. Mm-hmm. I had a passion for it. I had never known that I could work here. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Other than being a camp counselor, which I had done by mm-hmm. that point. But I didn't know that you could work at a council office. So, so really, I think in some ways, my undergraduate experience in college gave me the tools I need to be curious enough to try mm-hmm. something new, like a job here. Gave me the writing skills and the organizational skills to know, to bring to the job to help me be successful. But I don't know at that point that I'd found what my passion was. Um, and I started here essentially at admin doing data entry in our uh, program, well, for our program department, it was like events registration. And I, I don't know that there's anyone who would say they have a passion for data entry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they may do it and it's wonderful. Jobs are important, but. but it was your jumping off point. It was like your, oh, I can work for Girl Scouts. And then you worked your way up, I'm assuming? Yeah. So, so the way that happened was sort of wild. And I guess, let me, let me sort of give you, well, I'll I'll piece that in later because it comes together. So when we moved to this building, so I started out in the building that was on Bangi Road. And when we moved to this building, a few months after my boss at the time got promoted, and her position was open. And for whatever reason, to this day, I'm not totally clear on how this came to be. They felt that I would be a good fit for it. Mm-hmm. So that was a an opportunity that I said yes to, knowing that it was a leap, a big leap. And somewhere along the line in that discussion, it got suggested that I instead work side by side with our current director of product sales to bring kind of a marketing and creative lens to the work of that department. And I said yes. At that point, let's see, at that point, what I was looking for was opportunities to grow. So I didn't actually know whether or not I could really do those things, but I was bold enough to say, yeah, let's try it. Let's do it. And I learned so, so, so much in that role. I worked alongside Heather Law, who I don't know if, if you know who that is. or she's, She works for Girl Scouts of the USA now, but she worked here for our council for many, many years. And I learned so, so much from her working alongside her. And in that role, I also learned that my interest and passion was actually the communications and marketing side of the work. And so in 2008, I applied for a job in the communications department. So that's when I got the communication specialist job, which still, that position still exists in our council today. And I was in that role for about three years. And along the way, I realized that my ambition didn't match my experience level. So that's when I decided to go and get my MBA, so Master's of Business Administration. So 
Cool. What skill sets do you use the most, like, current in your current job? What were you using while you were working your way up? Yeah, <clears throat> that's a great question. You know, if I think about the first skills that I use, I mean, that's a, such a broad question, and so yeah. forgive me, this is going to be a little all over the place, but, you know, I think initiative is a really important skill, so being willing to, if you have a a task or a challenge in front of you, being willing to be the one who thinks about how you're going to solve that problem or <clears throat> address that task and not have to have someone direct you or tell you what to do every step along the way. And what's so great is I, I really do think Girl Scouts and particularly these highest awards are mm-hmm. a great way for girls to practice that because that is how you solve every problem. You know, you have, yeah. you, you're practicing all of these problem-solving skills. So I think initiative is, is one of the biggest ones. I'm very, in my current role, I'm, I'm pretty autonomous, meaning I don't have a ton of direction coming to me. I am most often in service of other departments and, and trying to help them address their objectives, which often starts with me. Other things, you know, organization. I know you probably hear that all the time from probably every teacher, <laughs> but it's true. <clears throat> Keeping a, a to-do list and, and tracking it and knowing yourself, knowing what you need to be on top of your list. You know, if you need to have one for every day or one for your week or whatever that looks like, finding the organizational system that works for you and your mind. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. And that will that will take time. So, you know, with young people listening to this, I think being willing to try on a bunch of different things and see if it works and if it doesn't move on to the next. And actually one thing about that is that depending on what's happening in my life, I find that I might need a slightly different organizational system at any given time. So I have a few that work for me depending on how chaotic my world feels. Absolutely writing is a huge, huge component of of my job. And that really starts right where you are in school right now. Practicing, listening to the advice you're getting. You're probably, you know, getting notes and edits from your teacher. Remember that those are not criticisms of you, they're guidance on how to change or improve your writing. Writing is, I mean, even the best writers in the world need someone to edit them, Mm -hmm. and they will make mistakes. Our minds just are the way they are. You'll skip over things in your own writing, You'll, you'll read something the way you meant to write it, but it actually might not look that way on the page. There are all sorts of tricks that our minds can play in that yeah. regard. So, you know, as you're developing as a writer, making sure that you know that it's a journey and that even the very best writer that there is still needs feedback, still needs an editor, and to, and to know that, to not take that personally when you get that feedback and you're developing. So what do you like most about your career? Mm. I mean, I think really that it that I know that it is making a difference in the lives of of girls and our volunteers. You know, our volunteers are really our partners in making that difference. But I think Girl Scouting and the experience of of contributing as a volunteer can be really enriching. And so, knowing that every day, no matter what happens in my role, that that I'm helping to build that to build a positive experience for girls and and volunteers, I think makes me feel really good. I enjoy that very much. And I think surprisingly, (laughs) there's always something new and different happening in Girl Scouting. There's, especially in our communications department, 
there's something new to learn, there's something new to build or, or support. And we're a really small team. Well, <clears throat> well, earlier in our discussion, I mentioned that there were a lot of people who contribute to telling the story of Girl mm-hmm. Scouts. That's true. There's a, Everyone here has a role in that. But on my team, there's just two of us. So <laughs> it's very busy. And sometimes that can be difficult, but often it's really exciting because it means that the pace of work is really fast. And I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the negatives or some of the things that you like least about your field? Yeah. You know, it's funny because the job that I have, well, it covers a lot of different ground, honestly. So the director of communications role, I listed, you know, a bunch of different things that we do. I think there's a whole creative side, which is lovely. And then there's this whole sort of responsive side that can sometimes be very stressful, right? So I think that for a variety of reasons, there may be moments that are very stressful in the work. And that part can be really challenging. You know, there is that component of feeling really good about what you're doing. And that Mm -hmm. can make the hard days easier and feel good. There's still hard days. (laughs) And a lot of that has been something that my team has been really, really closely connected to. If you, you may remember seeing me a couple of years ago, I didn't have this much gray hair and (laughs) I have grown a lot of new gray hair. So yeah, the stress can be difficult and you, you just have to, and that's true, I think for really any job and you have to learn how to, to find ways to manage that and to figure out what do you need to incorporate into your everyday so that you're taking care of yourself. Because yeah. if you don't care for yourself, you can't show up to work as your best self. Mm-hmm. You can't share your best self with your family or your friends. And so making sure that you find space to take care of you is yeah. important too. If you're not doing your best work, then you're going to be more stressed. Exactly. And it's a terrible cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's true for students too. I mean, what I hear in your voice yeah. is a little bit of knowledge there, of <laughs> what that feels like. So it, it doesn't go away. And so that's why, that's why it's so important to figure out what do you need and to, to take care of yourself in that regard because it's part of being a human. So how did you respond to people who are trying to influence you into doing things that you didn't want to do or you Mm. didn't think you would enjoy? You know, I'm not sure that I got a lot of that influence. I know there are plenty of people who do. Um, Yeah, you know, I I guess I'll talk about my management level experience. I think my dad went to school to be a manager later on in his life. And I think he... He really, not directly, but maybe indirectly influenced me to think that in order to be successful, you have to be a manager. And that's not necessarily true. I do have a management component to my job now, and it's a really important component. And I think my, my, dad's, my dad's influence, I think, had a lot to do with my decision to go get my MBA. And I'm glad I did it. I really am glad I did it because I think it the reason ultimately that I chose to do it was realizing that I I wanted more from my career than my current experience could offer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that actually, it's veering a little from the point of the question, but I think it's an important thing for your young people to hear is um, there are many, many pathways to get to the same place. So when I think about that, I mean, You can choose to go the school pathway. You can choose to go the experience pathway. I have friends who've done both. I have a friend who is a manager in her role, and she did it by 
being very loyal to a company for about 10 years and working her way up from you know, the absolute grand, ground up and making her way up to manager. So while I found my school experience to be really enriching and fulfilling and I found my community mm-hmm. there, when you're thinking about your career, there are many different ways to get there. And I think the way that connects to your initial question is that you have a responsibility in your own life to figure out what do I want? What do I really want from my world? And it could it could be, you know, an issue that you care about, whether that's, you know, the environment or youth or any no I mean anything. Anybody finds passion about and what what difference they want to make. Do they wanna be part of that every day? Do they want to make a change in something? Do they want to serve as a leader? Do they, what do they want to do? And then, and then to think about the possible pathways there. I think if someone's telling you there's one direction to get there, that, that may not be true. So yeah. ask the question, how could I get there and which pathway feels right for me? That was actually one question I forgot to ask you. Like how could someone do your job without going to college. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, you know, a, f- a few years ago, I think the answer would have been they can't because for a long time it was part of the job application process where it said you had a certain degree in order to get that position, and that's changing because I think the professional community is starting to realize what I just said to you, which is mm-hmm. there are lots of different ways to get valuable experience that can help you do a job. It doesn't have to be one way. And it opens up opportunities for more people from a bunch of perspectives in life. You know, college is expensive. Not everybody can afford it. I certainly couldn't. I'm still carrying loans, and that's a choice that I made as a young person and will deal with for a long time. But I'm, I'm personally glad I made that choice, but that isn't a choice that everybody wants to make or even can make. And so the, the professional world, I think, is starting to recognize that that life experience has a lot of value. That pro- professional, you know, if you've built your career starting as an apprentice or, you know, at an entry-level position and you've learned and grown along the way, that that's just as valuable sometimes as an as a education. It's a different form of education, right? Yeah. So all that said, I'm a big proponent of college because of that community aspect and and the space it offers you to learn about yourself. The world moves at a very, very fast pace, and Mm -hmm. I found my college experience to be indulgent almost in the way that I was able to think about myself and and the world and where I fit in it and how I what I wanted my life to look like, how I wanted to make an impact and a difference in the world. And there are so few times in your life that you really get that space. And so I encourage young people to consider that, to find ways that they might be able to do that, whether it's community college even or, you know, a technical school or something like that where they can really invest in themselves that way. But that isn't the only way to get where you want to go. So yeah, I'm just going to go to the question that she was originally suggesting. If you could give some advice to 13 or 15-year-old you, what would the advice be? Hmm... Well, 13 or 15-year-old me, I would say enjoy your schooling <laughs> and, and like, take that time to learn, you know? Especially, I think, in middle school and high school, I was just, like, ready to be done. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you'll – well, I don't want to say I miss high school. <laughs> I, 
there were a lot of things about it that I enjoyed. But I think similarly to what I was just speaking about, about that sort mm-hmm. of indulgence, I think your education is such a unique time for you to really just, you're think of yourself like a piggy bank, like you're just pouring into that bank, right? And you're going to tap from that bank the rest of your life. All that said, you know, I, I want to balance this. So I think it's important for young people to try their best and to work hard to to get good grades and to to show up for your education for yourself, right? That's all for you. And at the same time, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it really isn't. It really isn't. You know, people find their stride and they find where they fit in the world at different times. You may know someone who has a passion right now and they are going to do that exact thing that they're telling you they're going to do and they're going to follow that all the way and it'll be great for them. And you may know someone else who has no idea what they're going to do. They seem a little bit unfocused and it's somewhere along the line they're going to find that spark for themselves and they'll start to grow in that direction. So can you restate the original question for me? Cause I got lost in my head a little bit. The question was if you could give advice to 13 or 15. Ah, that's you. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I turned that into me giving advice to you, but I mean, there's not really much of a difference there. Yeah. You know, I think, I think I would adjust your question a little bit. Cause I think what you're trying to get at is, well, maybe, I think where I found myself to be the most worried about my career and what direction I was going to go was at the end of college. And I think I would say to that young person, don't worry, you're going to find your way. And just be open to the opportunities of the world and, you know, see see what direction it takes you. And follow your heart. Follow your heart. Yeah. On this whole, education is super important. Is there any class that you had in middle school, high school, college mm-hmm. even that you hated or you oh. were just like you were it was so boring or something. But right. now you're really glad that you had it. Right. Hmm. You know hmm. I think I never really I well I don't want to say never. I think I often didn't find um, joy in my history classes. I had, and and I think some of that, not to put the pressure on teachers, but um, I think some of it has to do with who's teaching you. You know, some people have more passion for that than others. And, but all of that said too, I also had a a college professor at one point who was just deeply passionate about history and I still, it just didn't light my fire. And so, yeah, I, you know, I think there's a couple of different things that, that you can learn from that. Either, Either you need to change your mindset and try to see, you know, where where you might be able to get some value from something or recognize that you're learning something really important about yourself, which is that's not your area of interest. And, you know, in, in middle school and high school, it's a little bit harder because you're required to take these courses, right? In college, you get to start choosing. There's there's some stuff that you're going to have to take, and it, that's part of giving you that sort of foundational core education that everyone needs. But you also get to start to explore what really interests you and, mm-hmm. and or try something brand new to see if it interests you. And so I would just say, you know, do your best. Try to get good grades in those courses. Figure out figure out what figure out what you need to do to find that passion maybe it's getting some help <laughs> maybe it's you know doing a little extra reading on a particular topic but i think the most important thing that i learned from it and that i would encourage others to do is 
consider what that's teaching you about yourself and what your own interests are. Show up as best you can, but learn that information about yourself that that's just not what you're interested in. And that's okay. Because there's no adult that is, well, except for maybe the people on Jeopardy. They <laughs> seem to know everything. But most adults aren't experts in everything. And there were classes they didn't like and that they learned that they weren't interested in pursuing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is kind of all of the questions I had. So unless there's anything else that you would like to bring up or that you have, I think we're done. Yeah, so so do the wrap-up, like do the thank you so much for being here, this is really <laughs> insightful, blah, 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 and then that last oh. question is always really good too, like is there anything that you want to share that I didn't ask you, is always a good one. Well, thank you so much for being here and doing this, it really means a lot that you were my first interview. Yeah, yeah, hope you um, got what you were looking for from it, I realized we talked a lot about like my pathway to the to the job, but not necessarily the job. Well, that, that's so. actually, that's what we want to focus on. We, oh, want, really? to focus, okay, we want to focus more on the journey that you took great. to get to where you are and the skills and the... The one question is, if somebody was interested in your job, where would they go to find out more information? Oh, yeah. Like the position description or that kind of stuff. Right, right. Well, they wouldn't be able to find the position description because I'm currently in the role. But I I mean, I'm always, especially, especially young people, you know, girls in particular, I am happy to talk to anyone at any point if they have questions about the job. I didn't mean your job. I meant like... Like director of communications. communications. Like if somebody was interested in communications or marketing or or public relations what would they explore in college or high school what would they Mm. what What, what internships would they look for right right yeah no that's a great question so I would say you know my my pathway wasn't necessarily the most direct and so certainly if you're going to I don't think they really call them liberal arts colleges anymore they're colleges of arts and sciences I think usually now but I think an English major is, is a great foundational choice for any any communications related job but there are tons and tons of programs all across the country and even if you want to study abroad where you can actually direct your energy toward a degree that is specialized in that so mine was a liberal arts degree which is really more about how you think and less about the technical side of things but there are tons and tons of um programs that you can choose whether it's digital media or actual public relations if if that's what you want to do is work with media and you know be maybe even be a reporter there are journalism degrees that you can get and when we are looking for employees here journalism communications degrees you know any any sort of combination of experience in that area is what we're looking for so starting there is great I would say you know especially if someone's a little farther along in their schooling and they're starting to think about where they might want to go to school ask for informational interviews so if if you want to be director of communications for I don't know call that person up and say hey I'm thinking about my career I would love to talk to you for you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, however much time you want to ask for about about what you did to get your job. So this is fun. This podcast is great, but you, you can ask anybody. You can um, just call them up and say, hi. Yeah, yeah, it's called an informational interview, and it just, it gives you some insight about their job, how they got there, and what you might want to think about to get there. 
And really, you can do that for any job, right? So if you're thinking about going to work at McDonald's, <laughs> you can call up the manager of your local McDonald's and say, hey, I'm not quite ready yet, but what should I do to get They'll love it. They'll love it. Because they're part of their job is to hire people. And so getting you prepared to be a good employee is going to be something they're probably interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Coolio. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Gonna...